Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Teacher Renewed Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Palmas. I am a wife, mom, author, and lifelong educator who has been doing some hard work for two decades. This podcast is about renewing hope, happiness, and belief in education. We get real and talk candidly about ways educators across the globe are working to uproot the education system and making transformational changes for all educators and students. And beyond the why and the what these transformational education leaders are doing, we get into the how you as an educator can drive toward these changes. I am here to take away the pain, exhaustion that too many of us feel day in and day out and rid ourselves of the question if we made the right career choice. Trust me, you did. So let's dig in and ignite the joy, passion, and belief all educators had when deciding to enter a career in education. And let's make some change. So much is possible in education. Welcome back to the Teach Renewed podcast. I am really excited to have you here today. This episode is a solo episode, and there are a couple of things that I want to share in regards to teaching and our emotional states and being. But first, I have an exciting announcement. That being that because this is the Teacher Renewed podcast, I really want to make sure that I am sitting in the space of elevating the voices of teachers who are doing extraordinary things. I really am finding in my own research, in my own conversations, in just so much, especially coming out of this podcast, what's being illuminated is that obviously the narrative of of education, especially in the United States, is the pretty bleak one. And the narrative of teachers in the United States is a bleak one. Yet there are so many teachers who are coming out of the ashes, doing extraordinary things despite the narratives that exist across the country that are permeating what is happening. There are teachers who are saying, I can still do this because I love this. And I want to really uplift those stories and show this community what is possible in education because still so much is. And it starts with one person. And it's not just one person. There are thousands, if not millions of teachers who are just doing such extraordinary things. And when we can refocus our attention on the positive, on what is working, on the bright spots, we can do so much more. There are studies upon studies upon studies about positive deviance, meaning going into a community and seeing that while a community might be in disarray or dysfunction or malfunction of any kind of sorts, there are families, humans thriving because of the resources they're using. So despite the narrative around them, they are, is happening in these classrooms, in these teachers' lives to really maybe not ignore what is happening around the the broader education community, but how they are working through and thriving within. And so if you are a teacher who believes you are doing this, I want you on this podcast. If you know a teacher who 
is really thriving in this narrative, nominate them. I will leave the nomination form in the show notes. You deserve that. We deserve that. That is what this podcast is about. There are so many teachers who are, like I said, the bright spots, the showing what positive deviance is in the state of education. And we're going to share those stories and we're going to celebrate one another and really do extraordinary things. So make sure you're nominating and we're going to have a blast with that. For the sake of today's episode, I really want to highlight something that was really true to me and is coming up in a lot of coaching conversations that I have been having with teachers. And it's called the Sunday scaries or the Sunday blues. Most of us have had those. Most of us have experienced them. I'm not going to lie. Sunday scaries and Sunday blues actually dissipated for me when I became a mom. And Nico was about maybe eight months old. And I really started to desire going back to work because kind of getting out of the flow of the weekend and feeling not disconnecting myself from motherhood, but just knowing that there is another part of my being, of my identity. Um, But that's not real for everyone. And I can't say that the Sunday scaries or the Sunday blues haven't kind of bubbled up every once in a while. But I do know that the Sunday scaries are real for so many people beyond educators. We will definitely focus on educators and, and how we can work to overcome that. And there are probably thousands of blogs out there and stories out there about the Sunday scaries. I am going to use this episode to elevate different theories, different research that has happened, and also share, of course, my own experience and what I found to help me overcome those Sunday scaries. So for those of you who don't experience them, there's a high chance that you have, but the Sunday scaries or Sunday blues or that anxiety that happens on Sundays are feelings of anxiety or dread that basically happen the day before you go back to work. So maybe it's not Sunday, maybe you took a a, a day or two off and you're still having that anxiety going back to work. There's um, a study or a survey rather, according to LinkedIn, that 80% of professionals say they experience the Sunday scaries. And it is even more pervasive for millennials and Gen Zs, who, which, which is 90%. So it's really interesting that there might even be a generational issue within this. And so thinking about that, there are things that we have to think about that in thinking about that, there are things that we might have to do that consider the generational piece of this seeping in and you might start having stomach issues or restlessness or irritability, a vague sense of unease. I remember my first year of teaching and I would have to get outdoors. I would have to go on a hike because I would feel the walls closing in, not necessarily knowing that what this physical and emotional mental state was recognizing it now, but knowing that like, I could not be inside my classroom trailer. I could not be inside my apartment. I had to be outside in nature to help me feel less compressed, but that is how my Sunday scaries showed up. And again, I will name that like, despite its name, 
they can pop up any day of the week. If you know that, you know, one day you might not have a planning period because you have your meeting. Maybe the day before is a little bit more anxiety inducing because you know you're not going to have that actual time to be able to take care of yourself as you would on any ordinary day. So again, they will show up and can show up any day, but it typically happens on, on Sunday after hopefully extraordinary weekend. So what do studies say? Like I said, I want to make sure that you are hearing from the the theory-based side before I share with you my own ways and suggestions on how to overcome them, because a lot of this is based in theory. Um, I was able to pull various studies, and one, like I said, uh, the LinkedIn study found that 80% of professionals get the Sunday scaries, and it's really thinking about the anticipatory anxiety, thinking about all that needs to be done. And it is especially pervasive if you are not in enjoyment of your job. Um, there's a sleep judge study out there and they found that 81% of their participants experienced Sunday scaries in anticipation of the Monday due. And I'm putting that in quotes. The top symptoms were anxiety, poor sleep, a depressive mood, increased irritability and insomnia. So if you are not sleeping on a Sunday night, which so many people aren't, you'll know that it's likely because of this anticipatory anxiety. What's more in this study is almost half. So 47% didn't even have a drink of alcohol on Sunday and still felt that anticipatory anxiety. And I'm gonna get into the alcohol in just a second. There's another study um, through Medium in an article based on a charisma study, which found that 88% of 2000 participants felt anxious Sunday night before Monday morning. So we've got 80, we've got 81, we've got 88. This also caused 68% of study participants to admit Sunday scaries caused them to stay up later than they should. So again, the insomnia and 71% in this medium story shared that their sleep schedule was derailed by the end of the weekend because of anxiety. And when we don't get sleep, we are not performing at our best, all because of anticipatory anxiety and what the week ahead might mean, knowing that this is pervasive in the educational world. And there's another study that I'll bring up in just a moment. I know it's pervasive in the educator world because every teacher. I'm not kidding. I could probably name 100% of teachers I have talked to have experienced this. The last study I want to highlight is one from monster.com, and it found that 76% of Americans reported having really bad Sunday scaries. So again, even though the whole weekend should have been spent enjoying personal time, the monster study found that most Americans agonized during the final 24 hours of that Sunday afternoon into Monday. So How's all of this come to be? Let's let's dig into some history about the the Sunday scaries and and why this day specifically ignites such such stress induced feelings. And part of it comes back to the fact that like our weekends, we used to have historically a six day work week where 
on Sunday, you would rest. And so the idea of uh, a weekend didn't come until Germany actually created it. And then we adopted this idea and concept. And so having two days off actually created more stress-induced feelings because Sunday was very focused religiously, obviously from a historical past, but now as times have changed, as Saturdays and Sundays mean something more freeing to us individuals, that freeing sensation um, is now locked into what then comes of the week, you know, which is interesting because the parallel is feeling like imprisonment, if you will. And so thinking about how the time has changed in terms of how we spend our weekends is really impactful of how then we experience our weeks. There are though different ways in which Sunday scaries are derived. So beyond the construct of a weekend, I do wanna acknowledge five primary causes that impact how people experience the Sunday scaries. One, biological, two, societal, three, generational, which I mentioned earlier, four, drug or alcohol related, and five, personality related. Some people experience Sunday scaries in a much deeper, depressive way than others. Let's just dig into those five really quickly. According to Psychology Today, cortisol, known as the stress hormone, there is increase in cortisol in your body and increase in cortisol in your body increases your blood pressure, interferes with learning and memory and can actually weaken your immune system. So cortisol is a powerful, a powerful stress hormone. And the end result is increased cortisol levels is notably increased stress and, and anxiety. And cortisol's partner in crime is adrenaline. Adrenaline is largely regulated by the amygdala. Um, any of us have seen anger management with Adam Sandler, there's a lot of amygdala talk in there. So go watch that if you need a little piece of humor and also want to understand the amygdala while I'm, I'm putting Adam Sandler with the concept of science. Okay. So the amygdala is your essentially emotional processing center of the brain. And when you experience anticipatory anxiety, the amygdala sends signals to the adrenal gland, which releases adrenaline. And so now we have adrenaline, cortisol is happening. And like, that is the biological factor of that, what's happening in your body that is impacting how you are feeling the day before you go back to the classroom. So number two, the societal factor really impacts like, again, kind of how we are experiencing the time spent, right? There is this freeing sense of the weekend that we have and, and how we are spending it in society, like going to brunches, spending time with our friends, doing whatever we want to do essentially, and then having to go back and do things that maybe we don't want to do or feel like I said, somewhat imprisoning, which is a strong word, but something that I want to acknowledge here. Because again, I shared my, my Sunday scaries switch flipped off when 
I became a mom and I wouldn't say that I felt in prison. I definitely loved the time I had, but it was freeing to be able to embrace a part of my identity, a working person um, at the end of that weekend. So it's, it's, it's interesting how we are thinking about the societal factors and, and how that weekend really does impact what we are feeling on that Sunday. Generationally, there's, there's different anxieties. I would say that millennials and our, our Gen Z generations are, are having an influx of anxiety. And part of that is having access to the world. And the world is beautiful and the world is equally scary. We are seeing horrible things. There is a war that we are experiencing and that exists within the, the constructs of our world right now. And that is that is real. I think it's really interesting when you think about the 9-11 experience or school shootings or things of that sort that like really do impact how we are living in the space of the world. And I don't like to go into these deep, dark places, but I want to acknowledge the realities of why these Sunday scaries can exist more pervasively in the generations that um, are living through going to work right now. As mentioned, you know, that recent study of by LinkedIn that 91% of millennials reported suffering from Sunday scaries on a regular basis. That's, that's 10%, if not 25% more than what other studies are indicating. And so thinking about how generations have grown up does impact how we experience then the workload and the work world. Alcohol and drugs. I definitely want to illuminate that. And most of you know that I don't drink. And my Sunday scaries have, have decreased in the, the time that I have been alcohol-free. And that has been powerful for me. And as I look back on my experience, especially as a first-year teacher, and I shared this in a previous episode, like I was drinking a lot, a lot. So let's hone into alcohol, which is the primary coping mechanism of of people and dig into the science behind that for a second and the impact that alcohol has on how our Sunday scaries actually show up in our lives. But perhaps you know or didn't know, but your brain has a very hard time regulating your mood when you're hungover. I think I knew that inherently, but did I actually acknowledge it? No. So according to Carl Hart, who is a professor of psychology at Columbia University and specializes in the neuropharmacological effects of drugs in humans, drinking alcohol heavily during the weekend depletes your brain of of GABA. So gamma amniobutyric acid. I hope I said that right. But I'm just, Carl, help me out here. Dr. Dr. Hart, help us out here. But I want to share that it has an impact on GABA or GABA, we'll see, but GABA helps us feel relaxed and handle stress. So that is a huge part of our body, but when we drink alcohol, it actually is depleting this part of our body that helps us feel relaxed and handle stress. Lacking serotonin 
which is a part of GABA, induces anxiety and depressed feelings. And the idea here is that when you stop drinking, your body tries to catch up and make more of this kind of GABA sort of fuel. And it causes a certain sort of energy. And then that energy ends up becoming anxiety because it's hindering you falling asleep. Therefore, you're not getting enough sleep. So after a boozy night, your body is trying to regulate something that it can't, and then it over-regulates, which then causes an inability to relax, to handle stress and get sleep, all because of alcohol. Now, I'm not saying you don't need to drink, like you do you, but I am saying that when we're boozing it up to cope with the Sunday anxieties to the point that we are hungover, our body is not going to regulate. In fact, it's going to dysregulate and increase the experience of the Sunday scaries. I, I, I like this quote, and I don't know if it's from Dr. Hart, but it says, Friday night drinks plus Saturday boozing equals Sunday scaries. Those are just a few things that I want to talk about as you are thinking about handling the Sunday scaries. Because if you're thinking about the biological, the societal, the generational, the, the alcohol. And of course, like I said, there is the personal where we as people might be more anxious. I, I have been an anxious person all my life. And therefore, we have to get a grasp on how we handle these things in any one of those ways. And so let's dig into that. Let's dig into that. So the first thing I want to talk about is when we feel overwhelmed, by a number of things we need to get done. As we think about getting this done, there are different ways in which we can help alleviate the Sunday scaries, especially when we're thinking about those five factors that cause Sunday scaries. So even if you can't fix your problem now, you can still interrupt it. And that is what I have learned. And that is what I want to share with you. So also know that you don't have to deal with this alone. Okay, and so contingent on any one of those five factors, societal, biological, generational, drug, alcohol related or personal, we're going to dig into then how you can really deal with these. So there are many suggestions out there. You can go to the internet and look at tons. Like I said, I want to really make sure that I am highlighting a few things that I have found that work for me. And so let's talk through just a few. Um, and again, you can find others, but, but one thing is the really allowing yourself to not over drink. Okay, I'm just gonna start there. And one thing that, they, that studies have also shown is, like shown is don't drink after 3 p.m. on a Sunday. You know, there are so many other things you can be doing. So just really think about like how you are using alcohol to cope, because that is a really important part of this, knowing that part of the Sunday scaries is so, so uh, dictated by what we're putting into our bodies. Okay. So the first thing that I will say is make Sundays more exciting. Once I got out of a routine on Sunday, I 
became a much better person. Sundays can't be routinized for me. Every Sunday has to be different because then I'm experiencing Sunday in a different way and therefore am not thinking about it as a Sunday because not every Sunday is routinized. So make it more exciting. And that is, that is fun. And I will say I, to do that, I had to start doing work either during the week, get it done at school, or I spent my Saturdays getting work done, which I actually loved because it meant that I didn't have to work at school, but this was before I was a mom. And now Aaron and I do try to spend our Sundays and our weekends, you know, I might have something to do as, as it relates to work. And I like to do it on a Saturday. He knows that he might go and do some work on a Sunday, but the bottom line is that for me to alleviate some of that anticipatory anxiety, I needed to have a different Sunday every week. And I still like to do that. All right. So consider how you can make your Sunday more exciting. Like maybe get rid of those Sunday rituals and allow yourself space to do something different every single Sunday. I stopped watching Sunday night shows, you know, like the Simpsons and things like that, because it reminded me that it was a Sunday. Another thing that, like I said, you can use to interrupt the Sunday anxiety is changing your mindset. And this is hard, but powerful. Getting stuck in the negative rut is, is so pervasive. And if you can shift a mindset to focus on something you appreciate, that is huge. And I do have an appreciative meditation that is so powerful in helping you just turn one switch off and another switch on to just be in a state of happiness before the Sunday scaries hit. So be ready to just say, I need to turn the switch off. And so when you're starting to experience this, figure out a way to say, what makes me happy? What do I look forward to or will look forward to this week? Maybe it's one student. Maybe it's just that colleague. Maybe it's the fact that you're going to treat yourself on Wednesday to Starbucks because it's Red Cup Day or whatever it is and just be happy about something. Something more kind of deep is really acknowledging your fears to overcome them. The root of Sunday scaries is fear. And, and that might seem obvious, but until you get face-to-face -face with that fear, you're not going to overcome it. And so the acknowledgement of what you are afraid of. So it's kind of the reverse of, of what I just said of like shifting your mindset, but it is confronting that fear and digging into why that fear exists. So I'll, I'll share with you really quickly ways to overcome your fears. First of all, it's identifying it. So what is it about the work that has you scared? Is it students or classroom management? Is it your principal? Maybe you feel pressure to perform or maybe there's tension with you and a team member. It doesn't matter whatever it is, confront it. And maybe there's a multitude of things, but for the sake of this exercise, first focus on one so that you can dig into this. So the second part of overcoming fear, you've got your first part, which is identify the fear. The second part is deconstruct it. Fear is a liar. 
Fear is a liar. It feeds you falsehood and makes you think it's real. Thoughts like you're not good enough or you don't have what it takes are just plain lies. All of us have what it takes. All of us are good enough. You need to pick this fear apart and think about why this fear exists. Is it because a student is making you feel inferior? Is it because the classroom down the hall has better classroom management? I guarantee 90% chance that that teacher had a hard time managing their classroom their first year too. Is it because your administrators are micromanaging you and you don't feel the autonomy and therefore motivation? Deconstruct the fear. And then the third part of overcoming fear is refocusing on the truth. Once you've deconstructed, you can replace it with the truth. This is hard, especially when we are in a demoralization situation or the disillusionment phase. But the truth is, is that you have to refocus on the truth. You are good enough. You are worthy of this. You can do this. So overcoming the fear is a huge part of helping to overcome the Sunday scaries. Learn something is the next thing that you can do. I love Sundays. I actually do love doing the podcast. Like that is the day that I bulk record. It is my happy place. And I only do it once a month because if I did it every week, then I'd probably have the Sunday scaries. But I spend time in this space of learning. I read a lot on Sundays. Uh, Every week I have a new book that I am reading and I always have a fiction book and a nonfiction book. The nonfiction book I, I, I dig into, but like learn something. Go for a run, listen to podcasts. I also do that a lot. Listen to this one, share it with friends. But there are so many things that you can do to evoke learning that is going to help inspire you. You know, if there's something that you want to change in your classroom, go listen to a podcast about classrooms. There's so many out there. You know, sign up for a webinar. I actually signed up for Gabby Bernstein, who is just an amazing influence in my life. And I I love to do different webinars from her or I do them from a a few other influencers who just do really extraordinary things outside of education that really fuel my heart and soul. Just do something that is going to help shift your mind. Dig into a blog that might give you a little piece of inspiration, but there's so much that you can do to really infuse some happiness to learn. And and if learning is your strength, even more power to you. Plan something to look forward to. So be that an event in the week. You know, I love those weeks where I randomly go have dinner with a friend or, you know, I love when the boys, Aaron and I, plan something to do in the middle of the week, but plan something that you can look forward to that is going to excite you. You know, I like work on a new skill, launch your side hustle, 
do something that excites you. I don't know. Something that I really want to do is go zip lining. So if anybody has any suggestions on zip lining, let me know. Or if anyone wants to join me on a zip lining experience, I would love that. I would love to be in community with you doing something exciting, but plan something that you can look forward to. Those are a few things that you can do to overcome the Sunday scary. So again, one, really acknowledge what you're putting in your body. That has huge effects on the, the emotional and mental state. And I, I've said this in another podcast, but like our, our trifecta, our trifecta, our mental, emotional, and physical states, all are interconnected. And when one is out of whack, then the others are as well. And that only amplifies how we are feeling. And if on a Sunday you're feeling these things, then you need to fuel it in a healthy way. Make sure that you are changing things up. If you are in a rut, one of the best ways to do that is get out of routine. So if you can get out of routine on a Sunday, allow yourself to do so. All right, allow yourself to do so. Next, change your mindset. Flip that switch, turn on a meditation, or just simply say, what is what I want to feel? And if it's just positivity, then work on feeling positivity. The power of the mind is powerful and you deserve to flip that switch. Go through the exercise of overcoming your fears by identifying, by deconstructing, and then refocus on the truth, making sure that that fear cannot exist the way in which it does. Go learn something. Have fun learning something. Plan something to look forward to. Do something out of the ordinary that week to really make sure that you have something. Why do we do so well the week before uh, breaks? Is because we have something to look forward to. That Sunday scary before break is actually not typically as scary as other Sundays because we have something to look forward to. Do that every week. Imagine what you're going to feel like. All right. You can get through the Sunday scaries. I have, and that's not to say that they're going to go away completely, but know that there are tools out there to help you. And also know that I'm out here to help you. There are so many people in our community who are out here to help you. And so know that you're not alone. Go ahead and post on Instagram at teacher underscore renewed and tell us how you are overcoming the Sunday scaries, what you do. Maybe it's one of those those steps that I shared, or maybe it's something else, but I want to know and make sure that you tag this episode, please, and share it with the masses because so many people are experiencing this and I want people to know that they are not alone. We are in community together. Let your voice be heard. Let's share this with everyone and make sure that we are thriving in this community together. And don't forget, nominate a teacher to be a guest on this podcast. We want to hear your voices. We want to hear the bright spots and we want to show the world what is possible in education. Wow. Another episode in the books. Thank you so much for joining me today and every week on the podcast. So what are you taking away from today's episode? Let me know by heading to Instagram and either commenting on this episode's IG picture or DM me and tell me you listened to the episode and share a little nugget you received. I am at teacher underscore renewed. And as always, if you liked this episode and know someone who is on a journey to becoming a better teacher and educator, share this with them. And it might just be the one thing they needed to hear today. Or 
share this episode in your stories and tag me at teacher underscore renewed. All right, my friends, I will be back next week with another episode for more of what's possible in education.